Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. First John, chapter 2, and uh, we're going to read about two verses that are going to be the base verses for the rest of this series, right? For the next about four to five weeks, I want us to focus on these verses. I, I literally felt like God dropped these verses on my heart midway through 2018, and I was preparing for youth camp. Our youth group is amazing. It's led by Phil and Danny Meon, and we have an amazing youth group. And Phil invited me to preach. I, I love what he invites me to preach. Thank you for being so generous. And uh, he invited me to preach at youth camp, and, and I really felt this in my heart. I had heard a message by Pastor Rick Warren about five years ago on these verses that were amazing, and they really transformed my life. And, and I felt like they just came back in my heart uh, mid, uh, mid last year. And so as soon as I got the message for youth camp and I was preparing and praying for it, um, I said, this is going to be my word for 2019. It's going to be the word focus. Right? In 2019, I want to focus on the good and not the bad. Come on, I want to focus on God's faithfulness, not my faithlessness. I want to focus on the positive and not the negative. I, I want to focus on what it really requires of my time and not focus on the things that want to distract me of my time. Right? Like, like the, to me, I just felt like I need to focus in 2019. And I really felt this is what we were going to kick off uh, as a church in 2019. And I said, I, I already got it. I got the series for January and I had it all broken apart in my mind. And so I am so excited about this series. Uh, we haven't even started. And can I tell you, it's probably the, the, my, my favorite series we've ever done. If we haven't even started, today's week one. It's my favorite series we've ever done as a church. Um, I think it's going to be this one. And I'm ex- if it's not your favorite, I don't care. It's my favorite. And I'm excited. I'm telling you, I, I feel like preaching today. Like preaching where, to the point where I couldn't... I couldn't even sleep last night. Like, 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 I just believe that we serve a God of new opportunities and new grace, and, and he has a lot for us in 2019. But you need to focus on the God of the blessing. You need to focus on the God of salvation. You need to focus in 2019. If we can focus, I'm, I'm already starting to preach, and, and I'm, I'm already all over my notes. I don't even know where I am. But, but this past week, I shared just a little bit with staff, and uh, it really went on for an hour. I ended up sharing for an hour with staff. And so I'm trying to condense an hour in 25 minutes already. Oh, my God, the devil is a liar. All right, so go to 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. I want us to really dissect these verses over the next five weeks. And if we can get this in our heart, I believe God wants to tell us so much out of these two verses. I'm telling you, you, you need to come to church prepared over the next five weeks. You need to come with a notepad. You need to come with a pen. Come with two pens. Get ready to lean in. Get ready to dig in scripture. Get ready to, ready to find out what John was telling us as the Holy Spirit was inspiring him because if we can get this in our heart, I'm telling you our 2019 is going to be different than we ever expected. Beginning in verse 15, look at what John says. He says, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. Mm. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God 
lives forever. Come on. That's good right there. Everything else will pass away. But those who do the will of God will live forever. Uh, you can just write focus part one. Every single message is going to be called focus. I'm telling you, this is a word we're going to get in our heart as we kick off the year focus. And uh, I'm excited to kick off this first one. Look at your neighbor and tell him you look amazing this morning. Come on. Look at neighbor number two on the other side and tell him you look better than my first neighbor, actually. <laughs> focus, focus. Come on. Why don't you do something? Slap three people around you and tell them I'm focused. I'm focused. I'm focused. <laughs> Come on, let's pray. So good to see Chip and Larissa here in the front row in church. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you for your goodness, for your grace. Thank you for being faithful all 365 days in, in, the, in the year 2018. God, thank you for being so good, so kind to us. And God, we're believing the same for 2019, that we will see your faithfulness through the good and the bad, that we will see your faithfulness through the joy and through the suffering, that we will see your hand moving in every single area of our life this year. God, and we will declare your goodness every single day this year. We will go forward with praises and we will celebrate everything that you have done, that you're doing and that you will do, God. If anybody today walked in discouraged, if anybody walked in today not excited about the new year, without a relationship with you, if anybody walked in broken, if anybody walked in empty, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would fill them even right now, God, with your presence, with your healing, lift up their head, open up their eyes. Holy Spirit, that you would fall on them right now, that your anointing may fall on them even now, breaking the yoke of the enemy. God, we rebuke the devourer. The enemy has no place in this house, in our lives, in our family. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And we will trust you. We love you, Jesus. We give you all the glory and all the praise. It is in your name that we pray. All of God's people say. Amen. Come on, all of God's people say. Amen. Come on, can you give Jesus one more praise? Come on, as loud as possible. We are talking about distractions for the next few weeks. Distractions. Distract. How many know that distractions are very real? <laughs> Have you ever been distracted? Some of you are distracted right now, <laughs> right? Distractions can happen to us all, right? Distractions are very real and they want to take away our attention from a task or from an errand that we have to do. We have to be careful with distractions. Have you ever been talking to somebody and you've been distracted and you have no idea what they're saying? And um, they asked you something, but in your mind, you think they just told you something. And so you look to them, and they're waiting for an answer, and all you do is one of these. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because you were distracted, and they asked you something like, hey, um, are you guys down for dinner tonight? And you're like, <laughs> you were distracted, and you were not paying attention. Anybody, has anybody done that? Has anybody done that to their spouse if you're married? No. I've never, ever done that. I was just asking because if you do, we have forever marriage ministry and it will help you. There's times, for example, when I'll be watching 
a heat game, for example, and my wife will be talking to me, and over the years, we just learned when's a good time to talk and when's a bad time to talk. And she'll be talking to me, and she'll be asking me questions, and I'll be like, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. And I have no idea what she was asking, and all I hear is the end. Like, because we, because if we don't, then we're stuck. And I'm like, huh, wait, what'd you say? She, you were not paying attention. I was in focus. Anybody know what I'm talking about? She can talk to me while the Dolphins are playing, because the Dolphins don't win one game. I really don't care. But... Um, <laughs> But not while the heat we're playing. Distraction. Distractions can be fun. Right, like, like this past year, 2018, there's an artist, secular artist, whatever. He came out with this song called In My Feelings, right? And I don't know if you've heard the song or not. If you haven't, you're holy like me. But anyways, um, but, but this song came out called In My Feelings by this artist called Drake. And this viral challenge came out, everybody doing a dance to this song. Have you seen it? Do you want me to do it? I'm not. I can't believe you. I cannot believe you. I will not do it. But there was this viral video that came out, everybody doing this dance, where you're supposed to get out of a moving car. How crazy is this? You, you go through a street, you, you leave the car on drive, it's moving slowly, you get out with the camera filming you inside the car, and you're supposed to dance at, as the car is moving, you're dancing, right? It's, it's a popular dance all over the internet, right? And it's something like, Kiki, do you love me? Are you, I, stop it, stop it, I don't know it. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know it. I don't know it. Adam did it really good at City Campus one night. But anyways, people all over the internet started doing it. But all over YouTube, there are these funny things of people that ran into things doing this challenge. Because you're focused on the car and the camera, and you have no idea what's coming in the side. People ran into poles. People ran into trees. Some, some people got hit by cars doing this challenge, right? Because they were distracted, right? Some distractions are funny, but some distractions can be dangerous. Right? Some distractions can be dangerous. I'll say it this way. Some distractions can be deadly. Right? If you are distracted in the physical, spiritual, emotional, and mentally, if you are distracted, it, it, distracted, it can be dangerous, dangerous grounds. Don't get distracted because a distracted life will lead to a detracted life. You are going to be off, off of God's purpose, off of God's plan, and your life is going to be a less quantity type of life. You will not have the quality of life that God wants to give you because you are detracted from God's plans and purpose. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be distracted in 2019. And if there's anybody that wants us to be distracted, it's the enemy of the soul called Satan himself. Oh, come on. We're going to talk about Satan at the beginning of 2019. Right, Because if anybody does not want you to fulfill God's plan and purpose for your life, it is the enemy of the soul. And I'll put it this way, we have enemies of the soul. Right, We have things that don't want you to prosper, that don't want you to move forward, don't want you to accomplish God's purpose and God's plan for your life. We have enemies that you have to look out for. And I'll tell you at the beginning of 2019 that the enemy, he wants you dead. But if the enemy can't kill you, the next best thing he can do is distract you. The enemy can't kill you, he'll distract you. A little bit of spiritual laziness will come in and all of a sudden we're not praying as much. We're not worshiping in our daily walk. We're not reading our Bible and all of a sudden we are distracted from what God wants for our life and, and we will have a detracted life. The great Dr. Reverend Billy Graham put it this way. He said it like this, if we can put up the quote. He said, Satan doesn't need for us to fall into gross sin in order to defeat us. A large dose of laziness will do the trick just as well. He says, put Christ first in your life and then commit every hour of the day to him. 
He doesn't need you to fall into gross sin. Just get a little bit lazy in your spiritual walk. Because the enemy does not want you to accomplish everything that God has for you. He knows that there's a calling over your life. He knows that there's an anointing over your life. He knows that there's a plan and purpose over your life, right? Since you were in your mother's womb, right? He already declared what he was going to do with your life. He purposed you. He anointed you with the Holy Spirit. Oh, come on. God has big plans. But if anything, he is going to oppose the plans of God in our lives. Paul said, there's an open door for me for ministry, but I have many opposition against me, right? We are, we, are, we are faced with opposition at every single angle. And if you are going to overcome the, uh, the opposition of the enemy, you need to be focused. Somebody shout focus. focus. If we are going to overcome, if we are going to have victory over sin, if you want victory over that addiction, victory over that bad habit, you need to be focused. Because victory, greatness, what God has for you will not come to pass by being lazy and not having discipline and not having focus in your life. Oh, come on, I'm preaching to myself, right? Greatness doesn't happen with a lazy type of attitude, right? Any single person that you ever saw do anything great in their life is because they were focused and they were disciplined in their walk. Right? LeBron James did not become the incredible basketball player he is by just walking by a basketball court, picking up the basket one day, the ball one day, and just throwing it for about five minutes and then going home to play Super Nintendo, right? Serena Williams did not become an incredible tennis player by just passing and walking by the tennis court one day out of the year. Andrea Bocelli did not become an incredible singer by never practicing his voice and never putting, yeah, come on, there was blood, sweat, and tears. There was discipline. There was focus in what God had gifted them with, right? I'll tell you this. Greatness doesn't happen under the big lights. Greatness happens in the shadows. When nobody's looking. When there is no eyes on you, LeBron James was in the darkness, in the basketball court every single day, just grabbing and practicing his free throw. He should still practice them, right? But he was there throwing and throwing and throwing. Serena Williams picked up a racket and was practicing every single day. Andrea Bocelli, it said that he picked up every single little job he could at piano bars so that he would try to practice his voice and all the songs, right? Because if there's going to be greatness on the inside of you, you need to focus on the small little things that are before you right now. Can I tell you, if you want greatness, in 2019, if you want victory in 2019, don't wait till December 1st. Don't wait till December 31st. If you want victory in your challenges, if you want victory over your sin, it becomes with the small things on January 6th. Come on, we need to start now. You, you need to be focused from now. Right? Yeah, I, I, I want to get to the end of 2019 and declare God's goodness and faithfulness and look back at the victories of God, but I also got to put my part. And January 6th, I got to be on my face seeking God. January 7th, I got to make sure I'm fasting and I'm praying, right? Because a little bit of spiritual laziness all of a sudden my life will be detracted from what God has for me. We need to be focused. Because there is a plan and purpose for your life. 
There is a calling over your life. I don't know what 2018 faced for you. I don't know what you were up against. I don't know what you lost. I don't know what you gained. I don't know what you were up against. And maybe you thought that the enemy won. And maybe you thought God has nothing for you. Can I tell you, God has plans for you. God has a purpose for you. Come on, I believe that the Holy Spirit is here this morning. He wants to anoint you. He wants to fill you. The best is yet to come. Come on, I'm believing that God is for us. I'm believing that we are more than conquerors. I believe that God goes before us. I believe that your 2019 can be greater than your 2018. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to lay down. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Come on, we got a savior. We got a good God. He's an almighty God. He's the God of all the heavens and all the earth. Come on, that's the God that we serve. Come on, this is not the year for us to sit back and be distracted from everything that God has for us. What is God calling you to in 2019? What is God calling you to give up in 2019? What is God calling you to lay down in 2019 that's going to have to take some, some focus? I thought the piano player was already up here. I'm like, <laughs> what in the world? Not so fast. <laughs> John writes to us a letter. Throughout his life that we know of, he wrote five books that we have in our hands today that made the canon of scripture. He wrote the fourth gospel, right? We have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He wrote the gospel of John. In that, in that gospel, he calls himself the one that Jesus loved. <laughs> That's good. Anytime somebody asks you for your name, say, hi, my name is Alex, the one that Jesus loves, right? It's a good way to title yourself. He writes the book of John, and John was amazing. Toward the end of his life, he, on the island of Patmos, he also writes the book of Revelation, which we did as a church last year. And we did a summary on the book of Revelation, which was awesome. And he also wrote these three smaller letters, 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. John, John was a best friend of Jesus. Like he, he was part of the inner, inner circle of Jesus' life. Jesus had over 70 disciples at large, then he had the 12, and then he had three best friends, and they're the three best friends that anybody could have. And, and it was Jesus, James, John, and Peter. And, and so John saw firsthand witness everything that Jesus did throughout his life. And so his writings are extremely important. And he writes to us 1 John. 1 John was written approximately around A.D. 90 is when this letter was written. He writes to us this letter because he's writing really to all believers. It is not addressed to anyone in specific or to a church in specific. Many believe it was written to the same churches that he wrote Revelation for. It's to all the churches around Ephesus and Asia Minor. And so he's writing this letter. And, and why John is writing this letter toward the end of his life is for two reasons, right? John is writing this letter for two reasons. The first reason that John is writing this letter is because there's a whole bunch of false teachers and false doctrine going around the church, right? Most of the disciples, apostles that walk with Jesus have now died. John is one of the last remaining ones, and so false teaching had increased in number. There was something called Gnosticism around at that time, and the Gnostics were coming around, and they were giving a whole bunch of false teaching to the church and to Christians and to believers. And they were saying things like, hey, your spirit is inherently good, but the matter of the body is evil. So it does not matter what you do with the body because your spirit is good. The body is bad. In other words, that all, all that just came and it was deduced to you can sin. It doesn't matter if you sin because your spirit is already good. They were saying that Jesus, he was a spirit, but that he really was not God-man. And so they were teaching all these kinds of things. John, he's writing toward the end of his life like a father to us. 
John, early on in his years, when he was walking with Jesus, he had a bad temper. There was one time when, when he turns around, he says, Jesus, should we call down fire on this city? And Jesus is like, calm down, boy. What's wrong with you? Like, you know, and Jesus did a work on his life. And toward the end of his life, he now has a fatherly heart, a pastoral heart. And all throughout 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, he, he writes to us as if we were his children. He says, little children. He's a father that's guiding us, instructing us, leading us. And he's combating all this false doctrine. That's why at the beginning of chapter 2, he says, little children, I pray that you do not sin. Because the Gnostics were saying, you can sin. It does not matter. And he's saying, no, I pray that you do not sin. But if you do sin, we have an advocate with the Father. It is Jesus Christ, the righteous one, who came down, and by his propitiation, we are saved. In other words, he took on the wrath of God so that we would not have to receive the wrath of God. Oh, come on. He's saying sin, it is dangerous grounds. Don't play around with sin. Can I tell you, 2019, we got no time to play around with sin. Oh, I pray, little children, that you do not sin. But if you do sin... We have an advocate with the Father. He wrote to combat false teaching, but he also wrote to give believers a reassurance of our eternal life. All throughout 1 John, he's talking about eternal life. And he's reassuring the believers. Hey, you might have had some slip-ups. You might have fallen. You might have been drawn away. But we have Jesus Christ. He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He came down and he grabbed our sin. He carried it on his body. He went up to the cross. And because he went up on the cross, he took on the wrath of God so that we would receive the grace of God. We are saved because of what Jesus did on the cross. Don't take it lightly. That's why we do communion. Because his body and his blood came and washed away all of our sins past present and future come on we're saved because of the blood of Jesus we're saved because of the sacrifice of Jesus oh don't go around playing around with sin it cost him his life and he's saying don't sin little children and he's saying be careful with the world and all of a sudden in, in verse 15 he says do not love the world wait a minute John you wrote a gospel early on, John, in your gospel, chapter 3, verse 16, you said, for God so loved the world. Remember Tim Tebow wrote it all over the place and it became, <laughs> I think all of us have seen it, every football game, everywhere. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. But now in this letter, you're saying, do not love the world. John, is it old age? Are you confused? What's going on? In John chapter 3, verse 16, in the Gospel of John, when he talks about the world, he's talking about humanity. He's talking about you and me. He's talking about mankind. For God so much, so loved you and I that he gave his son. But in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, he's talking about the world's system. He's talking about our cultural standards. He's talking about the value system of the world. Do not love the system of the world because it is the devil, the one who has set up the system on who gets ahead and what you should go after in life. Don't love that, says John, because that doesn't come from God. I love the way that Eugene, Eugene Peterson wrapped it up and he paraphrased it this way in 1 John chapter, it's actually chapter 2, verse 15. Don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Love of the world squeezes out love for the Father. Right? So we could put it this way. We could put it this way. Love for the world squeezes out love for the Father. Love for the world 
squeezes out love for the Father. You want to love God in 2019? You want to be focused in 2019? But if you love the world, if you love the world's systems, if you go after possessions, pleasures, if you go after positions, if you go after everything that this world has to offer, it will squeeze out the love of the Father in your life. If you go after everything that this world has to offer, because you fall in the rat race that all of us are in, and we go after possessions, and we go after positions, and we go after pleasures and passions, it will squeeze out the love of the Father in our life, right? 2019, I don't know about you, but I want to focus more on the Father than I focus on the world. I'm a part of this world, and, and I enjoy good things just as much as you, but my focus is not on that. My focus is on the Father, right? And if you focus on the world, you will forget God's brilliance. You will forget God's majesty. You will forget God's faithfulness because your focus is on the world. But if this is true, and we can say that this is true as well then, that love for the Father squeezes out love for the world. If you love the Father, if you think about the Father, if we wake up every single morning in love with God, if we wake up every single morning saying, God, you're so good. God, you're so faithful. I'm not after the things of this world. I'm not after possessions because I already have all that I need in Christ Jesus. I'm not after positions because I'm already in Christ. And there's no other position that's better than being in Christ. I'm not after the pleasures of this world because his grace has already come and wrapped me up. I'm not after anything. I'm in love with God. I'm focused on God. My eyesight is on God. If you focus on the Father, it will squeeze out the love for the world. Come on, 2019, let's get our focus right. Right? He says, do not love the world. Do not love the world. And then he says, because everything in the world, and he says, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but comes from the world. Right? He gives us three different things. Do not love the world. Do not love the world or the things of this world. Because the things of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, come not from the Father, but come from the world. John, John gives us three different things that if we pay attention to this, if we take note of this, I'm telling you if, you, if you have your Bible, you should underline those three things, highlight them. These are the things that we need to be aware of in 2019. Because can I tell you, these are the three ways which Satan comes to tempt you and I every single time. 2019, every single temptation you're going to face is going to come from either the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, or the pride of life. The, the, Satan, he has no new tricks. It's the same tricks he's been using since the Garden of Eden. These three things, we'll talk about them over the next four weeks. I'm telling you, that's right. You can't miss the next four weeks. It's going to be amazing. All right? Next week, we'll talk about the lust of the flesh. Satan has been using these three things since the beginning of time. He's not a creative genius like our creator God. So these are the only three things he can do. He goes up to Eve, and, and with Eve... He shows her these three things, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Jesus, after he's baptized and the spirit takes him into the desert, Satan comes to Jesus and how does he tempt him? He tempts him with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. We'll talk about that over the next, the next few weeks. They're going to be amazing. You can't miss me. Right. 
Next week we'll talk all about the lust of the flesh. It's all about passions and pleasures. I want to feel good. I want to feel good, right? Whether that's sex, whether that's a drink, whether that's smoking, whether that's a sport. I just want to do whatever I want to do because I just want to feel good. And it goes against the law of God. Right? Be careful with the lust of the flesh. Let's not do things in 2019 just because we want to make our flesh feel good. Lust of the eyes. I see it. I want it. I want that. I want this. I, I see that. I see the commercial. I want that. I see that car. I see that house. I see that. I see this person's wife. Hello. I see this person's husband. Mm-hmm. 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 We're going to talk about it. Don't covet, says the word. But your eyes, be careful. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. And Satan, guess what? He's, guess how he's going to come at you and me? By what we see. Lust of the eyes. That's in two weeks from now. You can't miss it. <laughs> Last one, pride of life. I want to be. It's positions. I want to be recognized. I want to be validated. I want to be famous. Be careful with what the world describes as success. All right? And so John says, be careful with these three things. Be aware of these deadly distractions. They're not from the Father, they're from the world. And he finishes it up and he says, all these things in the world will pass away. But those who do the will of God will live forever. Come on, it's amazing. I'm over time. You guys came up way too quick. I'm over time, but three things really quick as we wrap, as we, as we wrap this up today and as we start 2019. Come on, anybody ready to be focused in 2019? Three small things. What can we do as we start 2019? Number one, write this down. We need to keep our eye on the go. Keep your eye on the go. Wake up every single day with your eye on the go. Go to sleep every single day with your eye on the go. What's the goal? Christ Jesus. To be like him, to know him, to walk like him, to talk like him. I want to know Jesus. I want to know that everything about Jesus, the good and the bad, the suffering and the joy. I want to be like my Savior, right? That's what Paul says. Paul had done, accomplished so much in his life. And look what he says in the book of Philippians chapter 3. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. In other words, he says, I'm not there yet. 2019, can I tell you, we're not there yet. We're not like Jesus. If you're already like Jesus, then you anoint me at the end of service, right? None of us are there yet. We're all on a journey. He says, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind. Anybody ready to leave 2018 behind? Come on, come on, 2018. Forget about it. Forget your failures. Forget everything. Come on, there's a new day. There's a new opportunity. We serve a good God. One thing I do, I forget what is behind, straining toward what is ahead, and I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Keep your eye on the goal. Look at your neighbor and tell him, keep your eye on the goal. Keep your eye on the goal. Keep your eye on the goal. Come on, jump with us. Start the devotional with us. 21 days that we're going to be praying and reading the Bible. 21 days that we're going to be fasting. Today's the perfect day to start growth track. Get in growth track at 1 p.m. Or go down to city camp and say, I'm going to get my relationship with God right. I want to understand my relationship with God. Get in a connect group in just four weeks. Make sure you're involved. Come on, give God everything and watch what he'll do with your life. But you need to keep your eye on the goal. Number two, write this down. Small decisions make a big impact. Small decisions make a big impact. 
What are you going to do this year? What are some small things that you're going to do this year? Right? I'll give you an example. If you just wake up 15 minutes earlier and give God the first 15 minutes of your day, not your email, not a selfie on Instagram, not checking Facebook, not answering text, but give God the first 15 minutes of your day. You wake up and you say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Well, this is the day that the Lord has made. I worship you. You're worthy to be. Even if, I even if I don't have everything I want, I have everything I need, and I worship you this morning. I give you all the praise, and you pick up your Bible, even if you only read one verse a day. But, but start doing small things that are going to make a big impact. Your 2019 is not going to be great because you do one good thing all year long. Your 2019 is going to be successful, and you're going to walk in your purpose if you do the small things right. Get the small things right in 2019. Number three, we'll finish it with this. Live intentional in everything. Live intentional in everything. In other words, be disciplined in 2019. Be disciplined in everything. A lack of discipline will be the lid on your life. Right? If you don't have self-control, then self will control you. Right? I'm going to be intentional in 2019. Come on, anybody, anybody picking this up? Come on. We're going to be intentional over every little thing. Be intentional in every move. That's why we come to church early. We don't walk in on the third song or the fourth song because this is not a concert that we do on Sunday mornings. Come on, we get here even before service starts because we recognize we're here to worship Jesus. He doesn't just need worship. I need to remind my soul that God is good. Come on, be intentional. Get here early on Sunday. Bring a notepad. Wake up every single day with a devotion. Come on, we're going to start 2019 focused. Come on, slap three people around you and tell them I'm focused. I'm focused. I'm focused. Come on, let's stand up to our feet. I wish we had an hour to go. There's still so much to go. Pick up your Bible this week and read 1 John. And read 15, 16, and 17 till it's down in your heart. Do not love the world. Do not love the world. Anyone that loves the world does not have the love of the Father in them. What does that mean? When you've forgotten how good God is, you start loving the world. But when you have the love of the Father in you, you recognize and realize He's a good, good God. The world will pass away. Do not love the world. I'm focused in 2019. God, help me to focus in 2019. Come on, with hands lifted all across this place. Father, we pray that you would help us each and every single day to live a focused life, not to go after the distractions of the enemy, God, we don't want to go after the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. We're starting 2019 focused. We're starting 2019 with our eyes on Christ Jesus, God. We're going after the prize. We're going after the right goal. God, help us to live intentional. Help us to be focused. Help us to be disciplined. Holy Spirit, give us strength, supernatural strength. We realize that we're weak, but you're strong, God. Help us to overcome sin. Help us to be victorious in our living. Help us to be obedient to your word. Help us to understand and obey your commands you are a good God God and that we may approach you with boldness thank you for being a loving father in Jesus name in Jesus name